<laughs> and I'd like to welcome you back to Savage to Saved. This is a modern day take on problem solving, bringing your problems from the past and showing how God has work those problems out or how he is helping to work those problems out um i'm on youtube not even i'm on youtube but i have a page on youtube under savage to saved so you can go ahead and leave a comment like and subscribe if you'd like to and i don't like all these messages up here oh it's not gonna go away so i gotta deal with it um it'll also be on apple Podcasts, spotify or iHeartRadio, and i'm also gonna post it on my instagram page which is soulful song i also have a podcast page which is uh savage to saved on instagram and i also have a podcast page on facebook my name on facebook is d good and on the instagram platform it's under savage to say so i'm everywhere you just can't get rid of me <laughs> um i also have a website that i am still working on so bear with me and it's called savage to save.com savage the number two saved.com all right so we're gonna go ahead and get started um i would give you the topic but i'll give you the topic a little later on and we can go from there okay all right, so we start with August 11th, 2005. Dear Diary, I'm supposed to go swimming tonight with Lydia and two guys. According to her, the dude's homeboy is fine. If he is, he is. If he's not, well, I still get to go swimming. <laughs> I know that I'm not a screw your homeboy, no matter how cute he is, type of girl. I was. <laughs> Anyways, I finished the book, Addicted. That book was off the hook. I say that I related to the main character of the book. She was a down female. Because I can't say those words anymore. <laughs> I just loved her character. I found it quite interesting that she and I had a lot, a lot of things in common from her past that pretty much made her the way she was. I've had a lot of sexual experiences from my past and also in my childhood that made me who I am today as well. When I was in kindergarten, I used to get cornered in the bathroom by this Asian guy or little boy um, and I don't know what kids would fill up. We didn't have anything. We didn't have like boobs or butt. We just, I don't, I don't know where kids picked up these types of behaviors. Um, another time there was two boys chasing me all over the playground. Then when I would run into the bathrooms, they would go stall to stall, kicking in the doors. It was almost like I was in a horror movie. I still... I still think about that. Like I stated, like a horror movie, I watched them get closer to the stall I was in. Once they caught me, they would kiss on me and 
inappropriately touched me. I didn't understand why little kids was doing this at such a young age. <laughs> After all of that, I also grew up playing house with a bunch of girls at an early age. It was pretty much like I was daddy and there was a mommy and there were kids and the mommy and daddy, you you get the gist of it. Um, then I had an experience with two girls in elementary school and I got caught kissing a girl under the umbrella when I was six years old and the list goes on. These things happened because I wanted to have sexual things happen to me or did I think that I deserved it? Since things have happened to me in the past, I really couldn't tell you. Initially, when I grew up, I didn't even like sex. I thought it felt horrible until I found someone to love and share the experience with. Now I believe I am an extensive nymphomaniac. Track, singing, and writing. Oh yeah, and sex. <laughs> uh, sex is my self-expression. I felt liberated by it. The older I get, the blunter I have become. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting mannish. I'm so burnt out on that. I want to be with someone. You see how the music just got loud as I kept reading? So I gotta turn it down for a second. All right. <laughs> um, where I leave off? I'm so burnt out on that. I want a steady dude. Someone I can screw over and over again till I'm tired of sex. Which will be never. <laughs> I think I can see things going somewhere with me and old boy, where, wherever he may be. I miss my cousin Kevin so much. I hope he's finding his new job at Vaughn's. But I pretty much discussed everything positive so far, and I'm going to end on that note. Love always. The often imitated, never duplicated Diana. Trying to sort through why, trying to understand why I grew up to be the way I was. Um, I wish I had known then to not lean into my own understanding, but to lean into God's understanding. For He knows the answer to all the questions. And the answer did get revealed to me as I go through this journey, but I wanted answers. I always want answers. That's the thing, and I think that's what caused my anxiety a little bit. All right. August 15, 2005. <laughs> Dear diary, Lydia and I ended up hanging out with stupid Eli and Noah. The next day, I ended up screwing Eli in an empty apartment. It was all right. You know that? Mm. Let's start that over. You know what? I could have held out a little bit longer. 
Then we drove back to Ava's house and slept till about 12 p.m. Lydia convinced me to go to Six Flags with her and three dudes. I went, but once I got home, I invited someone over. I invited someone over. I need to learn to say no, and to top it off, I'm killing my body. I had three guys, three consecutive, na- three consecutive nights. I gotta watch out for STDs. And she is very irritated. I think I need to go see a doctor. I gotta be a damn moron to even think about having sex again. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought I was cool by not even by not even what I'm I'm not even gonna finish that thought. I thought because I was so attractive that I had to entertain all these people. Because I was attractive, I owe it to myself to try everyone out. Because I was so attractive, I I could never turn anybody down because that would make me, forgive me, Lord, a bitch. And I think that's how my brain worked when it came to these consecutive back, back, back situations that I was putting myself in. I don't want to say I'm disgusted with myself because I I had to learn. And don't be disgusted with yourself with the things you've done in the past. You have to learn. Apparently here, I wasn't learning. So <laughs> that 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 this continues for quite a while, but you have to learn from what you go through. And even me saying I got to be a damn moron to even think about having sex again. It's the same as drinking. You know, when you go out or you stay home or you hang out with your friends and you guys get so turned up that you get so sick and then you say, I'm never drinking alcohol again. And then we go back next week and we do it all over again. Listen to your body. (laughs) Listen to your body. If something's hurting, if something doesn't feel good when it's being ingested, listen to your body. Plus, I wasn't supposed to be having premarital sex. And I was creating all these soul ties with all these different guys. I mean, they all fell off now. But I can say that. 17 years later but everything I'm not made me everything I am and that's all I can say about that all right so this is August 22nd 2005 dear diary I'm really hoping that I can get to 135 by time school starts I have to throw away all my junk food all the damn fried food I ate yesterday was freaking ridiculous It starts today. I finally got my hair done and it's cute. It will help me work on my confidence because my hair is pulled back, which gives me a forehead out of this world. (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't stop. I don't stop. I'm still gonna wear my hair back. 
and what is the what is what do I always say? Big foreheads mean you got a big brain. You're dealing with a smart chick. I'm just saying. So we're gonna just go with that. Um, but I gotta flaunt it. It's super cute. Yeah, I got a midterm on Tuesday, but I'm not ready. I'm so burnt out on school. I don't want to even study or learn about physiological science. This is tough stuff to follow, but if I act now, <laughs> I'll be able to pull off at least a C in this class. I must arrange to meet my professor and explain to him that I want to pass and I'm going to give it my all. However, this philosophy class is a piece of work. On another note, I am glad that I didn't give in to drinking and that no one was available to have sex for the hell of it. And I put LOL. That was my idea of showing restraint. <laughs> when no one was available, I did a good job. I am proud of myself. That is terrible. Um, and, it, and it says, I'm proud of myself. Oh my Jesus. Poor deluded Deanna. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to fall asleep. But I wanted to tell you this. I went home this weekend to spend time with my family a little bit. That's when Aunt Lisa and her family came to visit us. My mom did something insane. She let Xavier walk on the opposite side of the rail from two stories. My uncle and I got mad at her and it scared me. That reminded me of when Michael Jackson dangled his baby over the balcony. I take it as a sign that my mom is sick again. But it's not my fault. I don't understand why I thought it was my fault that my mom got sick. She's not taking her medication. I can't afford to worry about this situation. It will only stress me out and I already got too much to think about. I would not lie, but it does bother me a little bit that Thomas's ex is coming this year. I'm just gonna act like she doesn't exist, but I will let my team captain know. That way if something happens, we can push the blame off on her. Let me go. Love, Deanna. Two things. I was, I took philosophy. This is a fact. This is an honest, honest, honest fact of mine. I took philosophy because it had the least amount of math. I didn't stop to think that I couldn't handle philosophy. So the lower division courses, I aced because I was good at BSing. The upper division courses actually implement what you actually have learned over the course of you learning your lower division classes and then bumping it up a notch. I drowned. I drowned literally with my grades in school because I was so in over my head. I didn't know what I was studying. I didn't understand what I was studying. And I had really, really bad anxiety. And I did discussions. I went to the discussion courses. I went to the office hours. I emailed my professor. I did everything I could to pass classes and I just could not do it. And it kind of made me feel like university life just isn't for me, but somebody told me that they didn't understand why I didn't take music. <laughs> I should have taken music, but I'm not going to shit all over myself. 
I learned while I was there and I did pick up a lot of interesting things and a lot of lower level division courses, a lot of upper division courses, a lot of elective courses. I learned as I went along. And I'm glad I'm glad for the three years that I got out of UCLA. I don't regret it. I don't regret I don't regret dropping out now because that needed to happen in order for everything else to transpire. Uh, number two, Thomas. <laughs> um, he had a girlfriend and I wanted, you know how, you know how it goes when you want something that you can't have, you want it even more. I wanted something I couldn't have and she came to the school. She was on the team. We went on a recruit. On a recruit. We went on a retreat, where the girls had, to, where we all had to bond and learn how to problem solve and team building, you know. And something happened in my life that was drastic, and I just cried. I cried hard. And I was out looking at the stars because we were in Malibu somewhere at like some campsite. And I just cried and she came and she put her arm around me. And after she did that, I was disarmed. I was like, you know what? This girl ain't bad. This girl, she alright. Like, I, I'm going I'm to be cool, cordial with her. But you know how girls get, especially young girls. When they want something, they want something and they go after it. And that's how I was. But... It taught me to not judge a book by its cover. All right. This is going to bring us to our topic that we're going to speak on for a while. And it's a coincidence that I'm reading this now because this event occurred next month. It occurs every month on the 1st. September 1st, 2005. Dear Diary, Well, that's it. I'm practically a mother now. Let me tell you how it happened. I was at my receptionist job and my boss got a call and told me to get ready to leave. Someone was coming to pick me up. It was Ivy. Ivy was the one that came to pick me up. But everybody was very hush-hush about why I had to leave. Um, Ivy and I proceed to drive to Long Beach. She doesn't know why, and neither do I. They just give us directions and tell us where to go. <laughs> My arrogant self. <laughs> I thought that this was a time for me to get an award. Somebody is going to honor me. I'm so great. I'm in school. I'm running track. I'm amazing. I just, I, my, my grandeur, thoughts of grandeur, I was just blowing my head up bigger, 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 bigger. And, um, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I thought I was getting an award. We pull up to the church I once attended, which is across the street from my grandmother's house. I look at all the people standing outside and my grandma walks up to the car. She had this look on her face, but as soon as she got closer, I locked the car door. 
She says, Deanna, open the door. I say, no. She said, Deanna, open the door. I finally give in and I get out the car. And as I listen, she hugs me tight and she whispers five words to me. She went in her sleep. My knees give out and I kind of go into shock. I couldn't believe it until they let me see her body. I mean, it's my mom, but it's not. She's cold. And I can barely look at her. They asked me to give her a kiss. And I declined. I feel empty. Soulless. Two days ago, I thought all of my other problems was bad, were bad, but boy was I wrong. My mother, Doris Gooden Sales, passed away. I don't know what I'm gonna do without her. Life seems infinity times, infinity times, infinity times, forever, harder. It's just me and Xavier now. I do know that we're not in this alone, but I just can't believe it. Today's topic is grief. It's been, it's 2023. This happened in 2005. I'm not doing the math. As we stated earlier, me and math, no bueno, no bueno. But let me do it quickly because I know I can't. All right, so we got uh, 3, 3, 3, 23, 3, 13. That's 10, 13. Um, and if I do another, if I do another 10 years, then that would be 2003 to 2013. So if I'm doing this wrong, let me know. So that's 20 years, but three, four, five. So that's 18 years. Yeah, 18 years. It's 18 years ago. I've come a long way. From where I am right now, I've come a long way. When my mother had died, I would get so irritated with people. So irritated, like, shut up. Like they would say, your mother's in a better place now. Your mother's this, your mother's that. And I'm like, if you don't have nothing to say, then don't say it. Like, I'm getting sick of hearing that over and over again. Did you know my mama? I live with her. 
I know. And don't get me wrong, I understand that we are all, we all have something that we deal with, that we struggle with, that we, that makes us all sinners. I understand that as an adult now, but as a child then, I was like, you don't know my mama. Like, she ain't perfect. And I don't know if she went to heaven or not. And I hated admitting that out loud, but it was the truth and that's what I felt. Now, as an adult, a 38-year-old woman, I see what's illuminating in my past is my mother's relationship with God. I have never, never, aside from my grandma, I have never met anybody. I've never met anyone whose faith in God is immovable, unshakable faith. That was my mother. She always pointed me to God when she didn't know the answer. She always made sure that we were in church. She made sure that she did what she needed to do. She was cool with people. She was gentle. She was meek. She was loving. So I know now that, yes, yeah, she's in heaven. That I do know. These are facts. And instead of people telling me that, I wanted them to like tell me verses that would confirm what I was going through. Because, and who's to say I would have listened then? But at least I would have had it, like, I would have been able to carry it in my heart. And over time, it would have came to fruition. It would have became something. But I looked up verses. For what I was going through and how they even help me now because just because I'm not grieving heavily anymore doesn't mean I still don't grieve I miss that woman every day every single day and my life would not be the way it is if she wasn't a part of it I like to think I'm a lot like my mother trying so hard to be a better Christian and being hard on yourself. I like to think I'm a little bit like my mom. You know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Hey. <laughs> but I wish somebody would have told me to go to, you know, like, uh, is that a first? Thessalonians 4 17 and 18. For we believe Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those. Who have fallen asleep in him. My mother definitely went to sleep in God. Facts. Even when she was sick. She would say things like. Blessings. Blessings to you. Peace. I love you. That was God. In the midst of her illness. He was, she was still present with God. And God was still holding her. In her final days. When she was at the height of one of her worst. Uh, episodes. So, I know that she's with God. In my heart, I know. Another verse that gives me a little peace now is Corinthians 7 and 10. Godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces death.
grief can produce. Grief can produce. I'm not going to even go into that right now because the next verse that I read is going to illuminate everything and it's going to change the way you think about grief. And I'm trying to hope that you get this message before anything bad happens to you so you can enact it in life in terms of um, when bad things happen, Seeing the silver lining, finding the silver lining. Yes, I lost my job, but now I get to post up at home and focus on my working out and focus on eating better and doing what I need to do until I get another job. I'm a firm believer in that, and I needed a lot of scripture to get me to that point. And I believe it now, to this day, that bad things do happen, yes, but it's your ability to be able to see the good in it, even if it's bad. It don't matter what it is, just find the good. This last verse. <laughs> John 16, 20 through 22. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, which lament means a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. I've had that quite a few times. Um, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy, that is a human being that has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. When I read that, I was like, what? I love the fact that they put the woman delivering a baby because that put things into perspective for me. You know, like, that's true. Like once women, women kind of suffer a little bit not even a little bit women suffer through childbirth and i know because i have friends <laughs> that i talk to that tell me oh this baby business i'm too old to be having a baby and da -da 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 -da. it doesn't change the way i feel about wanting to have a baby yes lord i still want that so um <laughs> um i also think about jesus like he was sorrowful like he had sorrow when he had to go to the cross and he knew he had to go to the cross oh knowing you about to die an excruciating death oh just think about it jesus went to the cross he knew he had to die for our sins and once he died he said it is finished and he bowed his head and he passed away but then three days later he rose from the grave and he was able to talk to people and he was happy that joy that peace that he has overcome death death is remarkable like everything you go through pain wise is for a purpose it will serve you later. 
all things work together for the greater, greater good or all things work together for the good in your life, no matter how bad you think it is. I used to think that because I had a promiscuous past that that couldn't be used to my good. Guess what? The silver lining is I have experience. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to teach people. No, I don't, we're too old to be teaching. But <laughs> I'm saying all that I went through had a purpose. And it has a purpose. And I'm proud of who I am despite the turmoil I went through. I found love in some places that I wasn't expecting love. And I just pretty much go from there. But I want to go back to grief because I'm getting sidetracked. Grief. I went to therapy. People want to ask how you get over grief. You go to therapy. And you pay for it if you got to. Yes, don't get me wrong. I paid for I had a lot of therapy sessions where I couldn't afford it. And I would sign up and I would go to the session and I couldn't pay for the session and I'd owe them money and it was a lot going on, but I got what I needed. I started going to therapy when I lived in Texas. No, DC. When I lived in DC, I started going to therapy and I met this wonderful pastor. She was this lady. Um, she coached me through my sessions and she coached me through life because I needed it and I was hurting bad. And even when I was talking to her, I would see myself wanting to make her like my mother because she was guiding me. And I did that for a long time in life. I wanted to make people my mother so that I could feel complete again. And it never worked. It never happened. But I continued to go to therapy. And it's true. When you have something traumatic happen in your life and you have friends, they want to help. But they can't sit and listen to all that. They can't. They can't handle it. And it's not their fault. God gave us all a cup and how much we can contain. And when you go to therapy session, they pay. You pay to listen to me. You, you pay. You, I'm paying you. So I'm going to say everything I need to say because therapy for me was all about expressing everything I needed to express about this situation that happened to me and how it affected my life. So I kept going to therapy from D.C. to Texas, back to Arizona, back to New York. It got to the point in New York where I knew, I knew I was doing the right thing. I was very proud of myself. I got to New York. My therapist says, you don't need therapy anymore. That was a good feeling. <laughs> that was a good feeling because I had got everything out and I had expressed everything I needed to express. And another thing I wanted to also talk about in terms of grieving. I don't know why this popped into my head. God will never leave you nor forsake you. When you think you're going through these things by yourself, you're not. And I know it's easy for me to say it on the outside looking in, but you're not. 
loneliness and having God's presence around you are two different things. It may feel lonely, but he's still there. Back to grief. <laughs> um, I had a lot of people in my life, family members, friends, teachers. I just had a lot of people in my life telling me that I was mourning too much. I was grieving too much. That I shouldn't be crying over this anymore. That this is not what my mom would have wanted. As somebody that has gone to therapy and that has done the work, let me tell you, you cry as much as you need to. You mourn as long as you need to because when you try to when you try to, because I did this, when you try to stop your feelings to make everybody around you comfortable, you end up bleeding on somebody else in another way, in another aspect of your life. And I know, like, I would cry on people and people I didn't know, like strangers. And I should have took the time I needed despite what people told me. Like I said before, I did the work. I did the therapy. I did the mourning. I did the crying. I even acted out in my promiscuous ways and I thought that I had got away. Oh, you know, she died and nothing happened to me. You know, like, <laughs> nothing happened to me. You know, I didn't get strung out on drugs. I didn't have no babies. What else was there? that you could do. I didn't have an eating problem, lies. I did have an eating problem, but I got wrapped up in trying to make sex my new norm because I couldn't cope with the fact that my life was incomplete without my mother being in it. So I tried to fill it with sex and in, in, in turn, it turned me into a sex addict and I didn't even realize it. Seventeen, eighteen years later, I'm here to tell you the work is hard, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And if you don't trust me, then you need to trust God because he is the only one that can bring you out of something like that. That's how I know God is real. That's how I know because God has brought me out of so many different things that I can't be like, oh, that was me. I did that on my own, on my own merit, on my own. No, I'm not grieving to this day. When I see people with their mothers, I don't get sad anymore. I don't cry silently to myself. I say, good for them, they still have their mother. And when I talk to people and they show me anguish about their mother, I let them know, at least you have a mother. So be grateful. Love on your parents while they're here. Love on your kids while they're here. 
Love on everybody that you can, even the people that you don't like. Yes, that is one of the hardest things that I have to work on. It'll all pay off. It will. So, grief is a hard one. But God will see you through it. You will have joy again. Look at me. I ain't never been this beautiful before. Look at it. <laughs> God gave it gave me my joy back. I don't may I may not experience it all the time, but I know it's there. And I just want to help motivate you through whatever you are experiencing. Or whatever you whether you're grieving a relationship Grieving a job, grieving a loss of a parent or a loved one. Grief is the same no matter how you look at it. Take your time. Do the work. God will take care of you no matter what. All right. So we're going to end right there. Um, I like this episode a lot. <laughs> This was a great episode and I can't wait for you guys to see what God is going to un unveil for me in the future in terms of this podcast. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. And I thank you for staying down with me for as long as you have. It's been about eight, nine weeks. Woo! Woo! It's been a minute. Eight, nine weeks and I'm just now getting here. So... We can explore these topics together and we can talk about these topics together. Um, leave a comment. Let me know if you like the podcast or not. Like, even if you, whatever, be brutally honest. I know the first seven episodes weren't all that great. I understand. I get it. But if you want to comment on the last two, I'm, I'll welcome it. I will take criti criticism. I will take the constructive criticism and I will apply it to my show. I'm not going to be just taking everything and trying. I'm not going to make myself crazy. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. But I will. <laughs> I will allow for myself to grow and grow a broader audience and let this message reach more people because this is kingdom work. This is about getting people to God. And that's the only reason I'm doing this. It's not for popularity. It's not for none of that. I'm very transparent. I'm very open. I'm very honest. And I will always be open and honest with you, no matter what. So let me know what you think about the podcast now. And uh, once again, on YouTube, Savage to Save, like and subscribe. Uh, go on to Instagram, onto Soulful Song. You can comment under the post itself or the actual video that I'm going to post on Saturday. And um, go to Savage to Save, the page. I kind of try to put more content there. Um, Facebook, D Good, Facebook. Savage saved. Ooh, I got a lot of stuff going on. Just go somewhere. I don't care. Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever your platform preference, then you go from there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, you guys. Have a blessed week, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>